Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today is a new day you guys. Today is a day that you have a choice to rejoice or you have a choice not to rejoice. (laughs) It is completely up to you. Why am I starting the podcast off this way? Because we have choices in life. There's nothing that's really forced upon us at the end of the day. You know, um, there's this saying, uh, oh, no one's putting a gun to your head. But even if a gun was to your head about something, you still have a choice, right? You have a choice to do what you want to do, or you have a choice to do what the person who is holding the either figuratively or literal gun to your head but you still have a choice right and so I'm I'm talking about choices because I have a choice to love me some me I have a choice to truly allow myself to embrace who I am right now I do not have to take on the labels that have been placed on me either by others um, or by myself you know a lot of the times we we hear about you know the labels that society places on us or the labels that were placed on us by other people whether they were friends family members school teachers you know bosses whoever um but i don't think enough attention is placed on the labels that we put on ourselves when we call ourselves unpretty or we say to ourselves just the slightest little things right when we talk to ourselves about you know, let's just take the the biggest thing out there, the appearance. I said on pretty already, the whole appearance situation. And true enough, some of these labels that we place on ourselves are due to what society portrays to us as beautiful. You know, let's just look at the black culture, for for example. You know, it is Black History Month as well. But look at how the fight with black women and their hair the fact that there is an act right now uh, you know to enforce discrimination against a woman being able to wear her hair in certain styles we call them protective styles you know what i'm saying and you know there's people out there that won't give you a job or even won't allow a child to go to school if their hair is in braids or if it's locked you know and we should be allowed to embrace our hair it's little girls that grow up thinking that something is wrong with their hair i remember as a child growing up labeling people with good hair and bad hair not knowing all hair is good hair it's just different textures but I was always taught that that kinky you know curly stuff the 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 zigzags what we now know as 4c here I've always been taught that that was like them that them kitchen naps them them peas in the back of your head that's bad hair and unfortunately as a child growing up I thought I had bad hair I have different textures of hair um you know going from my back to my front my my mother's hair is a more softer wavier type of curl which is what I have on the top of my head but in the back and along the edges I've always had my dad's hair which is more of that kinky rough stuff (laughs) and I've always you know, just considered having a bad texture hair because it wasn't all nice and curly. 
And lo and behold, my daughter has grown up in that same type of environment. Not necessarily people saying that she has good hair or bad hair, but my daughter goes to a school where it's predominantly Hispanic. And so a lot of the girls either have straight hair or they have the, you know, the wavy curly hair. Not a lot of them have her texture. And some of the little girls at her school, you know, who are the same color skin as her, you know, some of them have perms. Now, some of them also wear their hair in their natural state and they have pigtails or they wear braids. But my daughter had to go through a phase of her own because at first she was always asking to get her hair straightened. Now, she does not know what a relaxer is to say, hey, mommy, I want a relaxer. Um, But she would always ask to get her hair straightened. And I would do it for her, you know, knowing that I did not want to give her heat damage, getting it done too often. So we would do it on special occasions like for her birthday. And then I would always do it right before the summer starts because, you know, it's or not summer. I'm sorry. That was a bad time. (laughs) But her birthday, her birthday is um, in November. So I would always get it done during that time because it's the cooler months here in Florida. So it would last longer. And then I would always do it like about six months later, which is like around the summertime. But I I would do it just for her to get a trim but you know even with trying to put six months in between getting her hair straightened her hair did end up getting heat damage so for like a good two years she was just getting braids and and Skylin doesn't really like getting um, extensions in her hair she doesn't mind the braids so much but she she likes her hair and so I've had to have that conversation with her about her hair and telling her girl you have some beautiful hair like her hair is thick and long and I love it you know and so she has grown to love her hair too she loves her hair she doesn't necessarily like to get the extensions like I said before but she has grown to love her hair and I want her to which is why I'm trying to allow her to express herself through her hairstyles so that she can love it and not develop this you know this stigma or this hate for her hair because of how other people view her you know and so it's little things like that little small little small attacks you know within either the culture or within society in regards to saying what's good and bad and and we're quick to label things because it makes us feel more comfortable honestly I I think I've probably said this on the podcast before I am not a fan of labels I don't label me the only thing that you are allowed in my mind to label me if you call me something behind my back that's behind my back but to my face I am not going to accept you calling me anything other than a child of God I mean of course by my name hello Hannah (laughs) but I mean other things by saying oh she's a this she's a that no you can say that she's a child of God I'll accept that label but everything else I I have to take it off I have to take it off of me because that's not all who I am and I feel a lot of time especially women um and mothers um we get labeled as such and we lose ourselves in the labels and and I say we because I'm speaking generally but you guys know that I'm always talking from my own experience and for me personally I got lost in my labels uh when Anthony and I first got married I think I was going through a period of discovering myself or trying to figure out who that was because around this time is when I had made the decision not to go back to law school I've I've shared this story with you guys before I had an opportunity to kind of you know fight back because my first semester of law school didn't go so well second semester went well but you know your overall GPA or whatever you're in that like uh, 
you know, but I could have fought, but I decided not to fight because I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. I love the learning law, but I did not want to practice. And I personally did not do the research to find out what other things I could have done with a Juris Doctorate. I was just like, no, I'm done. You know, like this is, this is not the path for me. And again, I wasn't really speaking to my advisor at the time, which is why I tell my students now, please speak to your advisor. <laughs> please connect so that I can help you. But um, needless to say, I didn't do all of that stuff. But during this time, because of the path that I was once on and no longer on, it was a time of what am I supposed to do now? I felt like a quitter. Uh, when I look back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But when I look back, I think during that period, I was actually going through a depression. I didn't know how to relate to it. I wasn't seeing a counselor. You know, everybody just thought that it was like, oh, you're just uh, upset about the decision because this was a big decision. But it it really had me not necessarily going to a downward spiral. But I mean, there were many days that after Anthony left for work, I just laid in the bed and cried, you know, but being the person that I have been in the past, I always suppressed my feelings. I didn't really share what I was going through or anything like that. I kind of just kept it all to myself um, because I felt like I had to be the strong one. And so in doing so, I, I didn't I didn't really express myself, but it's not so much about not expressing myself. It's about the fact that. I felt like a failure because I was no longer a student. That was an identity that was now taken away from me. So if I'm not a student, who am I? And so here it was. I had just got married. You know, um, Anthony and I, I had finished taking my finals that beginning of that May, that later on that May, we had got married. And I made this decision like in the middle of the summer because that's when grades came out. So I, it was probably like mid-June uh, to late June or whatever. So now here it was. I picked up a new identity of being wife and lost the identity of student. And it was just like okay, I can fall into this role and just focus on being a wife right now and, you know, we'll start looking for another job. And that's what I did. But I got so, like, just caught up in being Anthony's wife that dreams and aspirations that I once had for myself, they kind of went out the window. You know, I, I was trying to find myself again. Okay, so what do I do? I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. I'm starting from scratch. Do I go back to school? What do I do? So then I started substitute teaching and I was also a site director for a before and after school program. So I was working like a split shift. Um, and I did this for about a good two years, you know, going in between working the split shift every now and again, picking up a couple of shifts as a substitute, you know, and just trying to find my way. And it was difficult because I was trying to find my identity in who I was going to be. And so finally I decided, okay, I want to become a teacher. Let's do the whole, you know, change of career situation because my, my degree was not in education, you know, so I didn't take all the standard things that you're supposed to do to become a teacher while I was in undergrad. So I ended up having to take another path. And along that other path, you know, by the second year of marriage, we found out we were pregnant. Well, the jobs that I were working were not full time. They were part time jobs. You know, it was uh, both the two part time jobs together, you know, came was a good second income, but it wasn't stable. We we're about to have a baby. I needed something more stable. So I say all of that just to 
to kind of show you guys a picture of how my life progressed, where it was like I lost this one identity and I took on this new one, being a wife. And then I was about to take on another hat, another title of being a mother. And when I became a mother, when Skylin was born, oh my goodness, like you talk about somebody who became like engulfed <laughs> in a title. I was mother. Like even wife became secondhand because I was just like this little child, this little baby doesn't know how to do anything for herself. You are a grown man. You could take care of you. That was not the right way to go about it because your husband is supposed to come first. <laughs> um, but for a good minute, he was not first. He probably wasn't even second because I was putting myself before him, too. <laughs> Um, I laugh about it now because I can't but during the time it wasn't laughable because he was trying to understand me he was trying he was reading books y'all trying to figure out like okay what's going on with her you know um did I go through post um uh like what is it called postpartum depression I don't think so um because I enjoyed being a mom um I don't I didn't have uh, like a lot of bad days. Um, but it was one of those things where like my body changed. So for me with the body changes, with the hormonal changes, with being a first time mom, I had been around kids before I have like 20 something nieces and nephews, and we're not even talking about the great grands. <laughs> so and my, my oldest nephew is only five years younger than me. So I've been around babies for quite some time. I know what to do with them. But it is different when it's your own. And you're making all of the decisions and you're trying to figure out why is she crying? I've already fed her, changed her, what is going on? And then you have all of the little nuggets that other mothers have given you like, oh, you don't want to hold her too much because you'll make her spoil and then you have to put her in daycare. You know, they're not going to be able to deal with her and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> all of those different things. And so I say all of that because for a good minute, I want to say even after AJ was born and AJ is 20 months younger than his sister um, for a good minute, probably I want to say maybe eight years or somewhere between five to eight years into the marriage. And a Anthony and I are going to be celebrating 14 years this May, but somewhere along there, my whole identity was mainly wife and mother. Anthony's mom, Sky and AJ. I mean, I'm sorry. Anthony's wife, Sky and AJ's mom. Like even my Instagram, because I do have two accounts. Um, I have Hannah's World, but then I also have my family account, which is kind of confusing. I should just put them two together. <laughs> but in all in all um, actuality, like my personal family account or whatever, um, it's called Sky and AJ's mom. Like it's me. That's how I was identifying myself. Um, I remember this was after AJ was born. Anthony told me about Instagram. AJ was born in 2010. Um, I'm sorry, 2012. Skylin was born in 2010. Um, but AJ was born in 2012. And that was around the same time that Instagram came out. Or maybe it was out longer. But that's when it started to get known or when it was introduced to me. And so he was like, oh, I think you would really like this because I wasn't really I've never really been a big Facebook fan. Um, and he was like, I think you will like this better than Facebook because it's just about pictures. You take a picture and you post it and people follow you. And so here it is. Second time mom. 
and I'm at home with AJ. And of course, I'm taking pictures of my baby boy. You know what I'm saying? He's just so cute and handsome. And I would post some of the pictures and I put my handle as Sky and AJ's mom because that is how I identified myself. And that was my identity. It's still my identity, but it's a part of who I am. It's not necessarily just all that I am. And I had to learn that over the years. And it took me some time. For those of you who learned that long time ago, I commend you. Please send me some notes. <laughs> DM me and tell me. But it took me some line, some some time to really analyze myself and and to say like Hannah this is not all you are you are you were created for more like yes God has placed the responsibility of you being their mother and he's fully equipped you to be their mother to be a mother that Skyla needs to be a mother that AJ needs to be the wife that Anthony needs it's already inside of you he gave it to you but there's also some gifts and some some promises that he's given to you personally too there's an assignment for you and i i feel like there was some time and i i may have shared this on a podcast before too but there was a, a period in time where i kind of had resentment towards anthony because i felt like oh you know your purpose you're walking in your purpose you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing and i didn't and so here it was i was getting lost in these other identities and forgetting or not even just forgetting but just not knowing what my other purposes was but on top of not knowing what what my other purpose was, I felt like the titles or the the purposes that I was currently serving in weren't enough. Mm. Like let's let's tear that down a little bit because there are some of us out here who may be stay-at-home moms or even stay-at-home dads and you feel like being a mother or being a father is not good enough like you're supposed to be doing something else and I've done a podcast before on the Proverbs 31 woman I do want to do like a a, another podcast on it because there's some other aspects about her that I have you know been receiving some revelations on that I want to share with you guys but after I do my study I'm gonna come back but like in the previous one that I've done on her, I've said how, you know, she gets held on this pedestal and there's so many women out here trying to be like her when it's not about being like her, you know, or being her. It's more about using her as an inspiration on going about what it is that God has placed in you. We can't be so focused on what other people are doing that we downplay our own gifts. Um, there's a scripture that I came across recently in Galatians um, chapter six and four, and it says, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. And that's in the New Living Translation. And I, I, I had to write that down because we so often fall into the comparison trap. We so often are so are concerned about what other people are doing 
minding their business instead of minding our own. I love Sarah Jake Roberts, um, her ministry, a part of her ministry. She has this thing called um, a minding my business ministry. Like there's cups and shirts. Uh, I go to her website. You guys can get it. But like, seriously, um, I've heard the other sayings like uh, minding the business that pays me or even, you know, um, Tabitha Brown has that saying like, you know, um, that's that's their business or that's my business. Like people get so caught up in worrying about other people's businesses that they're not focused on their own or they're so worried about other people's businesses that they feel like their business isn't good enough because it there's they start to compare and like oh and then all of a sudden that comparison turns into contentment because now you start into you know um uh envy uh, or, 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 or covet, you know, not, not contentment, covetedness. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. But you're starting to covet what other people have. You're growing jealous of them. You're having this resentment. And then that, that causes you to start wanting to tear them down. But why? You don't need to do that. If you focus on yourself, if you focus on the fact that God has given you some gifts, that, that you are very special, that you are called, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are here on purpose the fact that you are still living and breathing you have purpose in your life to fulfill there's still an assignment for you to do if you focus on that you don't have time to mind other people's businesses like seriously when I sit down and I start to think about the things that God has been speaking to me about personally things that I need to do I'm like where's the time and then he's like well Hannah if you get off of this or if you stop doing this there's the time that you could spend on it like if you are a about your father's business like and not other people you will realize you don't have time to be worried about what the next person is doing because you're not supposed to be worried about what the next person is doing I know for the longest one of the things that I have allowed to hold me back was that the things that I believe that God has called me to do other people are already doing it and so for the longest I'm like well somebody's already doing it I don't want to seem like I'm copying them or I don't want to you know who's going to to want to listen to me or want to you know do this you know for me when it's already out there and Anthony you know said to me Hannah go down the bread aisle and I always use his bread aisle analogy I don't know if this is something that he came up with himself because I've heard other people use the bread aisle analogy too so I don't know if he heard it from somebody or if it was really just the wisdom of God that gave it to him to speak it to me first. And, and God's, you know, got to give gifts to everybody. And he's just giving it to other people. But like, seriously, go down the bread aisle and see how many different brand names of bread there out there. I'm not even talking about the different types of bread, how there are hot dog buns and there are hamburger buns and there's hoagie rolls. And then there's dinner roll. I'm not even talking about the different types of bread. I'm just saying the fact of how many like your regular sandwich sliced bread <laughs> that is out there, how many brands of bread there are. There's Sara Lee, there's Nature Zone, there's um, there's I think it's Andrew, not Andrews. It starts with an A, Archers or something, you know, um, there there's different brands out there, but every one of them has their own place on the shelf. And when people walk down the aisle, depending on what they want, whether they want some Dave Killers bread, they want some Pepperidge Farm or they want Sara Lee, they have their choice of which bread they want because there's a certain taste or texture that they're looking for. And one of the things that we have to understand is, is that we are not called to reach everybody 
there are certain people who are assigned to you. So there may be some people who want to unfollow. There may be some critics who want to actually leave a comment, which they shouldn't. You should just press that unfollow button. <laughs> there, there, there may be some people who say you're not for me. And that may hurt because you want to be able to relate to all people. And you should like that should be the goal to to relate to all people. That's even scripture too to say to um, I don't want to say it wrong and I can't remember exactly where it is in, in, in the Bible, but there is a scripture that says to, to become, oh my goodness, I'm struggling y'all, but it's, it's going to make me want to go research. <laughs> if y'all figure it out before I do, please DM me or send me a listener letter. But it, we are supposed to, to, to be able to be relatable to everyone, right? Because that's about, that's that empathy. That's that, you know, that, um, sensitivity and compassion that the Holy Spirit has placed inside of us for you to at least have compassion for everyone, not to turn anyone away. Right. But that doesn't mean that everyone is called to you, that everyone is assigned or that you are assigned to everyone and that those are all the people that you're supposed to reach. Some come to to plant, some come to to water, but God comes to make it all grow. Right. So you may just be the one to plant the seed for that person. You're not necessarily the one that's supposed to come and water and to nourish them, but plant the seed about faith, plant the seed about generosity, to plant the seed about salvation to plant the seed about deliverance to plant the seed about redemption like you are the one to plant the seed in them that sparks something but it's somebody else who comes along after you planted that seed that comes to cultivate the ground to water the ground so that God and and the Holy Spirit can allow that you know to grow within that person and so we have to be okay with that we have to be okay that we're not called to everybody you know and so but I, I, again, coming back to center, coming back to what this episode is all about. For me, I'm really learning how to love me some me and not just say that because I hear people say that all the time. Like, oh, I love me some me. I love me. some. But do you really do you really love you some you like do you every morning get up and say affirmations because affirmations are not just for children. Uh, I feel like it's a lot of us adults out here who need to make sure that we are, you know, speaking words of life over ourselves daily so that we can start to like, really believe those things and walk in it because you shall have what you say. There is power in the tongue. Death and life live in the tongue like you can either speak life to your situation and build yourself up and build other people up around you or you can speak death what are you saying to yourself are you looking in the mirror and saying that you're unpretty are you looking in the mirror and saying that you're not that smart or that you're not qualified that you're not enough that you're not fearless but fearful that you're not confident you know are you saying those things about yourself because if you are change your speech change your narrative take those labels off of yourself you don't have to look a certain way right now am I at the the weight that I want to be or am I at the the physique that I would like to be I'm not but I'm gonna love me right here right where I am I I can't help but go and 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 bring a little bit of what Pastor Michael Todd has been teaching these past few weeks on here is holy because we have to embrace the here in order for you to really get there 
you have to embrace where you are right here. Otherwise, you're always going to be reaching. I remember one of my mentors said to me one time, Hannah, when is enough enough? Because what she saw in me was that every time I reached one of my goals, I was already planning the next and trying to get there. She was like, when is enough enough, Hannah? When are you going to enjoy the accomplishments that you have right now? And and I realized that that was something that God was speaking to me about as well, because even at the old house and I, I wrote a blog about it. I shared this with you guys, how the Lord spoke to me about giving grace to myself and how I was so focused on being task oriented and doing stuff like keeping the house clean and all that other stuff that I missed out on 10 years of memories. We were in that house for 10 years, y'all. My daughter is 11 and my son is nine. You know, they've spent what a good eight years in that house before we moved in the, uh, the house that we're in now. That's a long time to be missing out on the memories that they were making, that they remember well about that house because we haven't made, we haven't been in this house very long. I mean, this next month will be what, three years that we've been in this house. So like majority of their memories are back in that old house. And unfortunately, a lot of their memories were with, you know, making videos or vlogs with their dad or doing silly things with him because mommy was so task oriented when she would come home from work that she didn't really take the time to be in the moment. I don't want to keep living life like that. And I said to myself that that's what I I wasn't going to do that moving into this new house. And I haven't. I've been, you know, I've been more lax (laughs) on stuff being done around the house and been making more memories. But God is like, okay, your mind shifted and it changed in regards to your family and you being more present with them. And you can continuously work on that because it's not perfect. There are times that you get caught up. You so you're still working on that, but I need you to also work on you, Hannah. I need you to also embrace you. I need you to remember that that I fearfully and wonderfully created you that there are some giftings that are inside of you that you have been running away from that you have been afraid of that I I you know that I placed in you because I know what I put in you and the purpose that I have for you. And yes, you've you've acknowledged that there are people that are assigned to you and that there are people that can't move into their next step because you're not opening your mouth. You're still caught up in thinking that you have to do it a certain way versus just doing it the way that I've been telling you to do. You've been disobedient because, you know, half disobedient, I mean, half obedience is still disobedience. You know what I'm saying? It if I'm not, if I'm not going to do it all out, it's still disobeying. You know what I'm saying? It's still not doing what he's called me to do. But in order for me to do that, I have to love right where I am. I have to truly love me. I have to love how I look. I have to love how I talk. A lot of times I I will apologize because I'm a little long winded when speaking to people about stuff because I'm processing while I'm talking and I want to make sure that I'm conveying my message well. And so I will, you know, take a long time and and I'll keep apologizing for it. And I'm grateful for a friend that I have in my life where whenever I like leave her polo and I say sorry, she's told me she was like, nope, you owe me a dollar. And 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 I pay it to her, too. But I thank her because over time I have learned I was just like, OK, now I'm like, All right, I know, I know I've, I just said I'm sorry, I'm, I owe you a dollar. But the other day she said to me, I guess she was watching this show 
And the the chef in the show told one of the contestants, you know, stop saying sorry and start saying your every time you want to say sorry, just say I am and say your name. And so my friend was saying, I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. And so instead of saying sorry, I'm going to say I'm Hannah. I, I, I'm just Hannah. This is this is me. And I have to embrace her. I have to embrace who she is and love her and be okay with who she is. Corky and awkward and weird and goofy, you know, um, a lover of, of God and his word, of her family and her friends. You know, this is me and I have to truly love her because in order for me to receive love from my husband, from my children, from my friends, I have to love who I am and be confident in who I am because I can't be I can't receive the love that is trying to overflow in my life if I think that I'm unworthy of it. You know, and it's and and just being transparent with y'all and being honest, it's hard for me to accept compliments sometimes. You know, when my friends try to compliment me, or especially when my husband trying to compliment me, I, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad you feel that way. Because I don't feel that way about myself. And I have to stop that. I have to embrace who I am. I have to look at myself and like, girl, you look fly today, even if I don't feel it. I just told a student the other day, she was like, oh, so, you know, she was like, I just try to fake it, um, you know, fake it till I make it, you know, type thing. And I was like, no, 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 don't fake it till you make it. Because if you fake in it, then it, it's never real. It's never real. It just becomes a habit of you putting this mask on and then people never get to know the real you. But what it is, is it's walking in the confidence, even though, you know, you still got a little bit of self-doubt and it's that self-doubt that you're trying to kick out. But you're going to walk in confidence. You know, what? I'm going I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe in myself about doing this, even though I'm a little scared. I'm going to do it scared. Start saying I'm going to do it scared versus you saying I'm going to fake it till I make it because faking it ain't going to get you nowhere. But doing it scared will because you're still taking action steps to get to where you're trying to get to, you know, and if you're over here speaking confidence over yourself, if you're over here speaking life to yourself, then eventually you will start believing the things that you are saying and then it will just become second nature. And I'm saying that because that's the process that I'm currently going through. So I'm sharing that with y'all. You know, I, I've even been putting together a playlist for myself and for Skyland because we do the affirmations with each other every morning. But there's songs out there because I feel like you got to have things on repeat just playing you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and like all of these songs ain't necessarily Christian based and that's okay it's the message that's behind it you know songs like love myself by by Haley um uh, I can't remember how to pronounce her last name but um or look at me now or I like me by Kirk Franklin there's masterpiece by by Tori Car um Kelly and Lecrae uh, there's girl on fire, you know, or be, let's not forget the, the Disney songs. Like I told y'all Disney, Disney be out there speaking some life. Okay. Like be, um, uh, my own drum from the movie, um, Vivo or, um, the, oh my gosh, it, it just came out with Encanto. Um, uh, it's a song that the sister sings in, in regards to her powers. And, and even in Frozen, there was a song as well where, where she was trying to, you know, figure out who she is. These songs or, you know, Pretty Hurts by Beyonce or I'm Pretty by TLC. Like find what song works for you is basically what I'm saying. What song do you need to have on repeat? Whether it's This Girl Is On Fire, you know, um, whatever, whether it is I Like Me by Kirk Franklin, whoever, whatever's going to be your mantra, start playing that so that you can hear it 
over and over and over again and start speaking your affirmations over yourself and start really loving you some you because you deserve to be loved. You deserve to receive the love that is out there waiting for you, but you can't truly receive it until you truly love yourself right where you are and embrace all of you right here. So let's just take the labels off that we've placed on ourselves and truly just embrace who we are right now and love us some us. All right, you guys, until next time, peace out, world. Oh, 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 oh,